Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at Powerslam.tv. The following is brought to you by the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Episode 48 of Social Suplexes Podcast about AEW with the proclivity for positivity. Welcome to All Things Elite. I am your host, Floyd Johnson. And with me today is the most positive person on social media, Miss Amy O, or Phoenix NJPW, as you um, otherwise may know her. Uh, how you doing today, Amy? I am doing fantastic. We had a great episode of dynamite last week that we get to talk about i'm pretty sure it was the best dynamite yet on top of already great episodes it's been a good week yes uh i was at that show and that part of my week was great i got to meet chris statlander got to meet sammy g again uh got a selfie with brandy after the show it was a very very good time and it happened to be one of the best uh dynamites ever and that seems to be like a consensus between people that don't like AEW and people that do like AEW that this was AEW's home run best episode yet. So uh, with me being there and within that, I wasn't even going to let the double diagnosis of flu and bronchitis stop me from at least getting something on recorded today. And to that point, I would like to let everyone know that this will be a very like, as short as possible episode of the show. I just wanted to, uh, this is the best episode. This was to me the week that we couldn't skip. And if you would have known how I felt and known how I sounded on Friday night when we were originally supposed to record, you would be shocked that we were actually getting an episode out. Oh, poor Floyd. I hope you feel better soon because the go, flu is terrible. I don't admit to being sick. I don't miss work and I don't go to the doctor. That should tell you how sick I am, because I did all of those things. (laughs) Well, that's good. Good for you for taking care of yourself. I don't do any of those things ever. Like, in five years of work, I don't call out. I have not called out. That's how bad I felt. 
Well, I'm very glad that we're able to sit down. You sound great. I'm so sorry that you're sick and that you're feeling so terrible. But I'm so glad that we were able to connect tonight so that we could talk about this amazing show that you were incredibly lucky to have attended live. That's amazing. Yes, I attended it live with my friend Jeff. Uh, if you listen to the show and you were in Austin and you get the flu, I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh, you just got a heel turn on the whole crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, <laughs> I covered. I, I, I basically took a roll of tissue from the bathroom. I stayed hydrated. I did everything I could not to cough on people or whatever because I didn't know what it was. I literally, I, I swear to you, I thought it was just allergies. If I even thought I remotely had the flu, I, there's no way I would have went to the show. Well, I guess uh, it was fortunate that you didn't realize, yeah. although apologies for everyone around you. But yeah. at the same time, you got to see a great show. And, you know, with travel stuff, it's probably likely you were going to get sick anyway. So, yeah, yeah my, fr my friend that sat next to me the whole show, he is in the he does not feel bad right now. And he's in that 72 hour area after 72 hours. It wasn't me. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> He'll probably call you up in yeah. like two weeks and be like, bro. <laughs> so I got a selfie with Brandy. And you know, I was so glad to see her posting that she felt fine and did a workout today. I was oh like, oh, yes, <laughs> I didn't get her sick. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, yeah, no, she posted she's working out. She's got a new trainer. She's ready to go. I was like, You're good. Yeah, I was like, dude, I was so worried because me and Chris, that she did the pose where she like literally put our fingers. We like our hands touched. So she was in. The contagious area. I think everybody's washing their hands right now, though. Dude. Especially, like, travelers, you oh know? God, I think yes. with, like, wrestlers and everybody, like, they're all washing their hands a lot right I had now. just washed my hands, and I did hand sanitizer before we did that. But I was just saying. I was just, I was super, super worried. <laughs> I was like, I just, man, like, I don't, like, being sick, it sucks, whatever. <laughs> The one thing I kept feeling bad about while being sick is that the thought that I might have got someone else sick. Well, let's just hope you didn't. And yeah, yeah, Brandy's yeah. good. Yeah. Chris seems to be good. You know, Sammy's good. He's still talking smack. Yes, <laughs> so. I can't wait to get his new T-shirt. But uh, let's get into the show. Yeah, man. Do we want to give a shout out to our good friends at Power Slam TV first, or do we oh. want to just dive right into Dynamite? Uh, oh, good Lord, I did not want to miss it. That's why, see, you're there. You hold me down. When I got you, I was you, getting man. excited, you know, because I'm actually trying to shorten my thoughts on things, and that doesn't yeah. really work for me. Uh, I want to start the show by reminding you the episode of All Things Elite is brought to you by Power Slam TV. Power Slam TV, where you get access to over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling ramps from countries around the globe right onto your laptop and mobile device. If you use the code Social Suplex, you get the first month free. And just remember, we are in the midst of a contest. Uh, use you have Apparently, you have to either use Apple or Stitcher. Those are the only ones that allow you to actually leave a review. Uh, you like the original tweet, you know, retweet it or whatever. And then make sure you uh, make sure you leave a review. I'm actually keeping track of the reviews. They're at work, so I can't really tell you all who's in. But just know, if you left a review, I have marked it down. 
uh, keep uh, leaving your information, but it has to be through Apple or Stitcher because Red Circle doesn't have a review section yet. And just remember to be following us all on social media. That's at AT Elite Pod, at Social Suplex, at Phoenix. Is it just Phoenix now, or is it still Phoenix? It's Phoenix and, and, and JPW. JPW. My daughter's like, what are you going to change it? I'm like, uh, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> at Phoenix and JPW, at All Elite Tiffany, all on Twitter. And make sure you are listening to Heart of the Elite with Tiffany every Wednesday and Friday. I got to say to Power Slam and to all Elite Tiffany's Heart of the Elite, that has got to be the best promo for anybody on the ha, who has the flu to have given that and knocked it right out of the park, man. Good job. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Let's dive right into this explosively packed episode of Dynamite that was an absolute treat for everyone to watch. First things first, we kick things off with the AEW Tag Team Championship match between Hangman Page and Kenny Omega versus SCU. Now, of course, we get our great graphics department coming out with Hangman Page and Kenny Omega talking about how many days they've been tag team champions and how many days they've been sober. Kenny Omega has something like 13,278 or something like that. Hangman Page has zero. So (laughs) shout out to the graphics department there. We get a fantastic match. And I was honestly surprised with the outcome. I totally thought SCU was going to pull out of this, that Kenny and Paige would be transitional champs. But no, they're sticking to it. They're coming together. They're becoming a cohesive tag team. And they're knocking it out of the park. What were your thoughts on this, Floyd? My big, my big thought is, is that we are learning that AEW is their own company. They are not going with the traditional wrestling tropes. And I thought it was just pretty, as predictable as hell. The SCU was going to get the title back. They were going to put the tag team belts on, quote-unquote, a real tag team so they can be in their tag team division. No, they went with the the guys, Hangman and Kenny. It, it was very much uh, – it was a great match. It was very entertaining. And the false finishes and making, you know, making us think that they were going to change hands was great. But then they uh, pulled it out. You kept thinking they were going to hit each other, and it was just – crazy that uh either you kept thinking they were going to hit each other and they were going to turn at each other or something and they just kind of went with the straight ending they just won in pretty you know you know non-questionable fashion absolutely and then we got afterwards the dark order coming out to sort of mix things up with scu and you know we get christopher daniels out there which is kind of teasing into the fact of you know is he or isn't he the exalted one and then pretty soon we've got Butcher and the Blade coming out. We've got Hybrid 2 coming out. We've got all these heel teams coming out, kind of circling around the ring. And then the Bucks run out and the Best Friends run out. And you've got every tag team, almost, I think except Lucha Bros and Private Party, coming out there. And then we sort of get a teaser for the tag team battle royale that's going to be happening next week. Yes. So I have a question. So Dark Order said, we are many. We're, it's not just us. Was that them all coming out saying that they were in the Dark Order with them? I don't think so. I think it was just them tagged, like, See, just I teasing I, that up. I literally have not watched the TV show. I was just talking about how everyone in the audience were taking it. Oh. You know, honestly, though, like, Butcher and the Blade and the Hybrid, like, maybe. Because they it's all possible. lose. 
You know, they everyone do. that come out <laughs> lost. And that's right. why we was like, oh, it makes sense if they're part of the Dark Order. So yeah. that was like, like I said, you know, not getting anything from TV in because usually, you know, I would come home and watch the TV show right after. But I haven't. I have not watched this episode at all. <laughs> you were too busy, <laughs> like trying not to die from the flu. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I haven't watched it. So I was like, oh, man, they just introduced like 20 members of the Dark Order. So, yeah, I, well, it, so it, they didn't allude to it on broadcast. They ended up talking um, at the end of the sort of huge standoff about the brawl next week. So I think it was alluding it to that. But that is very curious because, you know, Butcher and Blade, they're mercenaries for hired and they lose. Yeah, so. <laughs> yes. It wasn't like it, it was just it was just the simple fact that he, he came on the video and said there's more than just us four. Yeah. You know, and then as they came out, out and then all of them come out and then they attack them. It looks like it was the Dark Order attacking everyone. Oh, the crowd must have been like, oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, man. What a way to end that match. And what a way to look forward to what's in store with all of the tag teams mixing it up next week, because they've got a great tag division so this yeah. is going to be amazing um let's take a look at the next match we've got dustin rhodes and sammy guevara now this was awesome because every time i see dustin come out i just get so happy you know we saw him sort of make this video he released that video before double or nothing where he was saying goodbye to gold dust and he was saying goodbye to his history in wrestling and he was getting ready to retire at Double or Nothing. And Cody was like, you are not doing that here. You are not doing that now. We get, I need my older brother. But every time he comes out, he looks so happy and talented and excited. And he's putting everyone else over. But he's also showing off that he's legitimately a badass still. And that was definitely encapsulated by the crowd chanting, you still got it. Because there's so much love out there for Dustin Rhodes. You know, and it's one of those things that you're glad that there's a second company because Dustin Rhodes' contract would have probably expired with WWE. He might have trained at the training center, and then he probably just would have went away, and everybody would have thought, man, he couldn't wrestle anymore. But because you have a second company, I'm not just talking about AEW, but just a second major company where people can actually show what they can do, he gets the opportunity just like, I never lost it. I could always wrestle. They just didn't use me. Yes! It's just a great place for you to have it. And it's like, I know a lot of people talk about the whole idea of, you know, getting WWE has-beens. Why are they has-beens? They're only yeah, has-beens. Yeah, we're seeing right now they're, that they're not has-beens. They're, they're only has-beens because WWE quit using them. Not because they got any less talented. Absolutely agreed. And we get to see them thriving yeah. in completely different ways. Like um, like Sean Spears, yeah. you know, how he was like Ty Dillinger. And I, I'm not really aware of Ty, Ty Dillinger, but he just kind of faded away as far as I know. And now he's out here and he's got charisma. He's hilarious. He's fun. He's athletic. He's skilled. He's a dick sometimes. Like he is awesome to watch. And you get to see him just like Dustin, sort of reinvent themselves and show what they really have inside of them. Yep, and uh, Dustin Rhodes is, like, it's crazy how much he is taking on 
the using the new school, a uh, new way of storytelling, and bringing in his old school way. He's using a Canadian destroyer pretty much every match. He's using it as his setup move, and that is nuts. If you would have told me in 1992 when I first saw. 93 when I first saw Goldust wrestle that in 2020 he was still going to be wrestling and he was going to be just as innovative as any wrestler <laughs> out there. No, that that wasn't going to happen. Absolutely wild. He's he's a joy to watch. And, you know, Sammy Guevara is great to watch, too. But for me, this match was all about Dustin. And then afterwards, we had Jake Hager coming out. And I'm just sitting here like, please be setting up a match at Revolution. Please, 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 please. And then... Dustin Rhodes calls Hager Jericho's bitch, and they set up a match at Revolution. Yeah, I'm very excited about uh, that match. I, I, I'm excited about what Hager we're going to get. Are we going to get Jack Swagger? As in that in-ring style, the same in-ring style as Jack Swagger? Is he going to uh, gonna bring in some of his MMA back, you know, that he's created? Is he just going to be a person that goes after nut shots? I think... What you're going to get from Jack Hager is just as intriguing as anything. And like, it's a few and everything, but the type of Jack Hager that you get is the most intriguing part of it. Well, I'm excited to see him because I'm not familiar with any of Jack Hager's work. So this is going to be great. <laughs> I actually seen, I've seen, uh, I'm one of the few people maybe able to say this. I've seen uh, Jack Swagger wrestle in a bar in Gainesville, Texas, and he basically <laughs> came out and, and pretty much did a best of WWE gimmick. He was just everything he was in WWE. Uh, me and my friend, uh, you know, like, I mean, he's big and impressive and laugh, but he was just like, it was just like, hey, let me do my greatest hits and get out of here. So, like I said, I'm intrigued to see what he brings now. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got a lot to prove. It's going to be his first real match, right? Yeah, the first real yeah. match. Yeah. All right, next up, we had Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, coming out. She joins Tony Schiavone, or Skyavani, <laughs> for another promo, which she cuts on the fans of Austin. And, you know, she's talking about Starbucks. She's talking about how she's a role model. She's talking about how she has three degrees and she's a dentist and she's a wrestler. And the fans are just kind of booing her like they're supposed to, of course. And, you know, they're, they're just kind of like not into her because she's being kind of a bee. Well, then she goes and she's like, okay, well, y'all with your chubby Whataburger faces over here. And the crowd goes insane. Like, I could barely hear anything else that she had to say after that because the crowd was so pissed off at her. And then she does the Longhorns down, which got them going even worse. And that was, like, I think the best heel promo in AEW reaction-wise yes. yet. MJF uh, had like a long story bill, but this was fire, dude. Yeah, it, it's the there's the holy trinity in Texas of things you don't talk about. You don't talk about anybody from Texas, Mama. You don't talk about anybody from Texas Longhorns, and you don't talk about Waterburger. She left the Mama out, but she went out to the other two. Good lord! <laughs> and I mean, it was some there was some angry people there. You know me, I'm like I'm from Oklahoma. This does not hurt me at all but i, I was laughing because they got into some feelings she got into some feelings there i think seriously it was the best heel promo in AEW since they like on tv since they started 
You know, I yep. can't, you know, like Chris Jericho, some of his stuff leading to his matches with pay-per-views might have been great. But as far as a heel promo, where the whole point of it was to not be liked at all, it was perfect. Absolutely. It sort of had shades of that Kevin Owens and Elias promo in WWE where they were dissing the Seattle Supersonics and then they were booed for like 11 minutes straight or something like that. It reminded me like of that, like obviously not as consistent for 11 minutes long, but like, dude, that was so good. What did it sound like? Because you were there. What was the sound like around you during that? It was it was one of those things. You know when you're, you know when you're in the audience and something reacts so b- b- much that you might not connect with. So you kind of look around and kind of watch everybody else reacting. Of course, I'm not from Texas. It didn't bother me, and I was just watching everybody else reacting, and they were so angry, and it was so loud, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god!" I don't like I said. I don't take away from the fact that they might have planned this from the very beginning. I've never, yeah, yeah. Like I said, they didn't do the whole driving home fact that she's a dentist to any other character except her. It's like they were building her to be this great heel, and it has hit. It has hit on every note. Oh, so so good, so yeah. good. Well, and so this is you know the pacing of the show. You've got a great tag team match. You've got a great match with Dustin and Sammy. You've got incredible situation with Britt Baker coming out, where she's talking about how she's going after Riho, going after Nyla. Then we get my personal favorite match of the night. This was amazing, and it was the biggest story for AEW this week, which was the championship match between Nyla Rose and Riho. Now, the cool thing about the match itself was that, A, I had no idea who was going to win. I wanted Nyla to win so bad because I wanted her to win the first time. (laughs) She's really good. And their rivalry, they have really great chemistry together, and it's been really well done in the build-up to this. I was curious to see what they were going to do with the tables. Nyla, of course, she brings out the tables. And then Riho does something I've never seen anybody do, which was the coolest thing. She runs across the table to give Nyla a dropkick to the face. Like, this was an awesome match. Lots of suspense, lots of false finishes, lots of counters. What were your thoughts watching this match? This was an amazing match. Uh, You know, sometimes you just need... Like, even when some people that didn't know what this match was about, you had a really small person and a really larger person. That's that's the story. You know what I mean? So it was a very simple story for the fans, even around us, that weren't getting along, you know, didn't know a lot about it. And then for somebody like me, who saw the first match in D.C. and now was seeing the second match in Austin and, and everything that Nyla has done before – it actually spoke to me. So it's one of the, from the very beginning, it spoke to everyone in the building, whether you are a hardcore AEW fan or you might have been at your first show because it was a very simple story. Uh, the match was exciting. It built perfectly. And there, was a, there were certain points that I swore Nyla was going to lose. And then there were certain points that I swore Nyla was going to win. And those are the best matches because I was literally on the edge of my seat uh, trying to figure out who was going to win the match. And it, you know, the ending was perfect. 
And yes, I was very happy to be there for Nyla. Uh, she is, uh, she has a much, much like from the first show in their match. You know, you, a lot of people could say Rio kind of carried the match, and then to now, it was like it was very much fifty-fifty, and it was an amazing match, and it was everything Absolutely. it needed to be. And she needed, she needs to be the face of the AEW's women's division. Absolutely. And I love real quick in the in the match itself before we move on to the winner, of course, um, that they sort of called back a bit to Kenny Omega because Kenny is Riho's tag team partner. They're very good friends. Nyla is actually uh, friends with Kenny Omega as well. But, you know, they, they have a, a feud going on. She is sort of uh, going after Riho and laughing at Kenny while he's watching. You know, he's forced to watch. So she tries to go and hit his one-winged angel on Riho. And I'm just like, oh, the audacity! <laughs> and Riho counters with his snapdragons right afterwards. And it was so, so cool just to see that. Nyla Rose winning this match and becoming the women's world champion was amazing. I was so happy to see that. And it's definitely become a story in the news for various reasons. Some people are, you know, just thrilled that Nyla Rose has become champion after this feud and the wrestling and the merit of it. Some people are thrilled because it's a huge historic moment for representation in LGBT communities. Having the first trans woman to win a major title on a major television network. That is a huge deal. Um... But I also like that AEW hasn't made a big, huge deal about that. You know, that's something that people get to feel and own themselves. Um, it's been a bit divisive because it's also brought a lot of unfortunate people out of the woodwork. But I think it's also garnered a conversation where the words of support and excitement are much louder than the ones who are deriding it for their own reasons. Yeah, I just want to say fairly quickly about this. Uh... What what I mostly have to say about this is actions speak louder than words. I've I've seen a lot of people uh, talk about how uh, talk about how you know AEW, Cody, whoever, all the people should come out and say something about being against transphobia and all that stuff. They signed a trans star. They've featured her in every pay-per-view that they've had. They then, their first tele live television show, the match was her against Rhea. She is now the champion and the face of the women's division. What do the else do they need to say? Well, they already said it, too. They said it after Double or Nothing. When people, uh, that one person who is a legitimate stalker, a very dangerous person who is stalking Nyla Rose, her wife, and their family, um, he's banned from all AEW shows because of his incredibly transphobic remarks at the very first show. And after that, they put out a statement. Uh, I believe it was Matt Jackson, Cody. It was, it was an all-elite wrestling statement saying that uh, you know, people with transphobic views, et cetera, um, weren't welcome as a part of the AEW fan base, that that's not what they're about. They've already made a statement, and I agree with you that at this point, 
actions speak far louder than words. And what they're doing is far more impactful for the merit and the talent of the person that they're elevating than they could be by uh, paying lip service to trolls and transphobic people out there. They didn't, JR didn't say it. They didn't post a whole bunch of first trans person to be the champion type of things on their site. They didn't have her on Good Morning America the next day talking about how she's the first trans. No, she's just a good wrestler that is their champion. And it's that's all that should matter. And that's all Absolutely. we've been saying since the very beginning. Absolutely. And honestly, that's that's how it's been for her as far as her relationship with AEW. They had no idea when they hired her. <laughs> they hired her for her skill and her merit. And it was put out by a magazine. And then, you know, she called them to talk with them and they were like, all right, well, let's just talk about the wrestling. Like, it's just like, we're going to keep moving forward because it doesn't matter to them. And that's how I feel. It doesn't matter. Like, if it matters to someone as as being a represent, representation of hope and inspiration, that's a wonderful thing. For me, I'm just like, dude, she's awesome. She's an awesome wrestler. This is great to see. This is awesome as hell. So definitely been a news story. But, uh, you know, as of right now, the the voices of positivity and support in wrestling are ringing loud and clear, Absol- which is a wonderful yeah. thing. A- All absolutely. right. So ab- I just I just don't want people to, to get on the I just hate when people get on the train. If you're not being big and out loud against it, then you're for it. That's not how it works. No, no, no. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely no, no, no. not. Like sometimes you don't want to elevate trolls. Yeah. Yes. You don't, don't want to elevate them by giving them that voice and that I power. I don't think they're fans. I think no. they're trolls. I think they right. are people that comment on wrestling but don't watch wrestling. And I don't have Or time. people who are yeah. trying to instigate yeah. little fires yeah. because yeah. it's their competitive company. Yeah. Or, you know, everybody wants to be funny on the internet, you know, wants to be famous. And it's just like, dude, whatever. I'm going to ignore your ignorant shit. Here, here, dude. Absolutely. (laughs) So after this, um, Jericho comes out and he is talking about, I, I can't even remember the promo that he cut because of the words that he used. He's talking about Moxley and he's talking about, of course, the inner circle And he says that he has a new gun for hire and that Moxley better watch out next week because Jeff Cobb is coming after him. And I mentioned this because that made me lose my mind. I was freaking out because Jeff Cobb is awesome. And it's the first time that there's been a debut since Moxley that I know the person (laughs) that I can get really excited about. And so the first half of the next match, which was MJF and Jungle Boy, my brain is broken because I'm freaking out that Jeff Cobb is coming to AEW and debuting in an angle with Chris Jericho and Jon Moxley. It's amazing. Now, MJF and Jungle Boy were great, but you're going to have to cover this match because my brain was totally broken. Uh, You know what? You know what? I'm going to tell you. I did watch the match and it was a match. I mean, I'll be real. It didn't blow me away. But the people that we were talking about, everybody was talking about Jeff Cobb, you know. And I didn't honestly. I know Jeff Cobb's a you know a great wrestler. I love Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb in New Japan, Ring of Honor. I honestly yep. didn't think that many people knew who Jeff Cobb was. So that, was everybody around you talking about? Yes, him? it was the buzz <gasps> of the show. Whoa, that's great! 
Like, we had a couple people that, you know, this was their, like, first wrestling show, or they just came with a friend. Of course, they didn't know who Jeff Cobb was, and I got to start telling them about it, and they like, man, that dude sounds like a badass. I wish he was going to be I wish he was gonna be here tonight. <laughs> swear, yeah. swear to you, that was said. It's oh, like, dude, oh, yeah, for he sure. sounds like a badass. I wish he was here tonight. All right. Okay. Yep. And I was like, well, yeah, he's probably working somewhere else. He probably won't be here tonight. Exact yeah. <laughs> words came out of my mouth. Oh, oh my well. goodness. Uh, but, yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Yeah, but, so uh, I guess maybe we'll see him. I don't know. Yeah. So <laughs> next match we've got. Okay. So MJF wins. Jungle Boy gets over. They both get over. Those things happen. Jeff Cobb. So next match is um, we've got John Moxley and Santana, and this is the eye for an eye match. Santana's got a promo where he's talking about his dad's death that was recent, how it affected him, how his father was actually blind, and that actually um, set a kind of heavy and important, impactful tone to this match. Great match overall. Um, Moxley ends up winning, but then we've got the inner circle, of course that are sort of expected to come in and suddenly we get this hit of different music and then Jeff freaking Cobb comes out and oh my god this is amazing and he does the tour of the islands on John Moxley and like holy crap oh my god Jeff I, Cobb showed up at AEW Dynamite and I what gotta was ask the reaction the of the crowd yeah everyone went fucking nuts <laughs> and, who, and, and the question is, who does the who the fuck does that? Who tells you every every all the wrestling you've watched? If they announce that someone's going to be, you know, someone's gonna make their debut the next week, they don't show up until next week. That's the right. end of the conversation. They right. then teased him being there next week, and then he shows up this week. Oh, it was so good. It was so good. It was such a great debut because the other debuts they've had were like dark debuts, you know, where like they just come out and people who know them cheer for them and everybody else is like, who the hell is this? No, dude, they built it up. They hyped it up. You got the buzz in the audience. You got the buzz online. And then surprise. Oh, it was so good. I love that AEW keeps surprising us like this. Yeah. And he just had this badass look out on his face and he's not like with the inner circle you could tell because he wasn't like hugging them they were hugging him you know he's not with the inner circle he's just jeff cobb and and someone's like well he's not signed and i was like i don't care i don't and, care yeah i'm like <laughs> he's wrestling there i'm like i mean that's been the thought process from the beginning is if you are elite and you can work out the contract with the company that you're with they'll use you on AEW. yep he fortunately is not locked down with anybody, so he can do what he wants. And it was great. And I'm like, I'm happy. So good. You know, MJF should have hired Jeff Cobb because he seems like way more of an effective assassin <laughs> than the Butcher and the Blade were so far. Yes. No, uh, it was yeah, so good. Yeah, he, he shot he he took his shot and he hit it, you know? Like oh next, man! Next week he's just there to hurt John Moxley. He's not there to win, so that works. I love it. Yeah, that's crazy. So, so that's the card for AEW Dynamite from last week in Austin. That was the best Dynamite in my opinion yet, and I know I feel that way every week, but this time this was really, really the best episode of Dynamite yet. I, I don't feel that way. You know, 
I was at the first one, and I was like, man, it's going to be hard to that, – that the first one and the one – I think it might have been the second one where the it started with the Bucks and Private Party. I've always mm-hmm. been like, oh, those are my favorite. But this yeah. one, yep. it was clearly the best episode. Like, if yep. someone watched their first – this happened to be someone's first episode that they watched, I would be so happy because – and, and th- I'm going to keep this short. But it's the reason I think a lot of people think that this was the best. All of the problems that everyone had in the early first three or four episodes of Dynamite were addressed in this episode. We don't know where the Dark Order is going. You got a little bit more definitive on the Dark Order. The Dark Order came off really cool in this episode. Uh, you, uh, Hey, this whole Britt Baker seems to be the face of the company, but she... Doesn't seem to, you know, know how to cut a promo. Oh, my God, she throws out the most killer promo ever. So Britt Baker was a problem with everyone. The women's division not being very strong was a problem early. Nyla Nyla and Rio tore the house down. Best match of the night, not even close. It was like, oh, you're going to establish new stars? Yeah, okay. You know this guy that hasn't really been on national TV, Jeff Cobb? Let's introduce him. I think they did everything. And then Darby's kick-ass challenge of Sammy Guevara. Oh, yeah. With the fire. Oh, my God. Darby, Darby Allen is like a mixture between the – like if Sting and Jeff Hardy had a baby. <laughs> that, that's a good comparison. <laughs> and it is crazy because he has this charisma of Sting. And, he, and now – they even kind of gave him, you know, the Sting did for a year where he didn't talk. Now he has that gimmick. I know it's because he's injured, but it makes him even seem cooler. I don't Man. know. I, I just feel like, yep. like, yeah, it's like they addressed, just like Tony Khan said, he's like, yes, we will address. When we see something fans don't like, we'll address it. They f- seem to have addressed everything right now. They sure did, man. And next week, we have an insane card. So, like, this last week in Austin was the best Dynamite yet and really felt like pay-per-view. Next week also feels like a pay-per-view. The week after is a pay-per-view. <laughs> so, this this is crazy. So, next week, we've got Cody Rhodes' homecoming to Atlanta. And we have his steel cage match. AEW's first steel cage match. I have no idea what the cage is going to look like. I have no idea if they're going to put red lights in there. (laughs) I hope not. I have no idea what they're going to do, what the rules are or anything. But it's going to be awesome. Especially, I think, in part because it is the first. So that adds a bit of fun to it as well. We get to see Wardlow and see what he's going to be up to and how he wrestles and, you know, what he looks like and whether Cody can get through that. We've also got John Moxley versus Jeff Cobb, which is going to be fun as hell. We have a tag team championship match between Kenny and Paige against the Lucha Bros. And we have the tag team battle royale which I believe is to determine the number one contenders for the following tag it team championship absolutely. match for whoever wins. That's wild. Yeah, uh, the Cody, the Cody uh, Wardlow thing is going to be uh, crazy. Uh, MJF put out a video of Wardlow doing box jumps, jumping five and a half feet off the ground. Oh, Lord. At his size. 
So, good lord. Yeah, he's a freak of nature. And, and it's funny. I love how they're kind of introducing him. And, of course, you, you want to put a person on, you want to establish him. And in a match, you put him in the match with Cody. So, that works. So, you're going to have Cody versus uh Cody versus Warlow. And then you got another tag team title match two weeks in a row, you know. Can they defend the titles two weeks in a row? Then you got, okay, so you got that tag match. Then you got a number one contender tag match. Oh, my God. It's just the card's so loaded. The show's so loaded. I'm just looking forward to everything that they uh, announced for next week in Atlanta. Uh, if you live in the Atlantic area, you know, get your tickets. Go. Why Absolutely. Aren't you why, why aren't you Absolutely. going? I mean, uh, I, I am fortunate to be, uh, be, I get to be in Kansas City for a, uh, I, I get to be the go home show for, and for the Iron Man match, Kenny and yeah. So there's one more before Revolution, and that's the one where you and Tiffany are going to go at Kansas City. Be, yeah, me and Tiffany are going to be in Kansas City. But this week, you get the end. I don't know which match is going to main event. The cage match will probably main event because you know once you put the cage, you don't want to take it down or whatever. Uh, so it'll be Cody and Warlow to probably end it or begin it. I don't know. Then you get fucking freaking Jeff Cobb versus John Moxley. A legit, an actual G1 matchup. I know! In AEW! <laughs> Sorry for screaming. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Yes. So. Oh, this is going to be so good. Yeah. And, like, every one of these matches is a main event-worthy match. So, like, this whole show is just like, here's a main event match. Here's a main event match. Here's a main event match. Oh, look! Here's the actual main event match. Like, Ah, uh, yeah, it's gonna and, be adrenaline for two hours, and you always get a women's match, and you're gonna get to see what is going to be the direction going forward for the women's title now that Nyla is the king of the mountain. Which I just want to throw out there is a common term it's used. Phrase. <laughs> it's a common term used for men and women all the time. Yeah, nobody says queen of the mountain, guys. <laughs> no. So if you want to get your panties in a butt <laughs> and be all like, oh my god, JR is transphobic, he's not. He's it's a commentator a, who used a common phrase. <laughs> yes, common term used for men and women. Sorry. I, I mean, I guess oh. everyone looks for a reason. I don't know. I, 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 I you know what? Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, I was going to say, JR is doing his best. I, I, I think he puts about as much effort in being woke as any, I think, 70-year-old white man does. White man from the South or oh, from, from Texas Oklahoma. or he's from. Yeah, from Oklahoma. Okay. From my, <laughs> from right down the street from me. <laughs> I know geography. Sure. Uh, yes, he is right down the road. I live, but, I, but I work. the point, though, is that he's like a, He's, he seems like he's a conservative kind of dude yeah, who's an older guy from an older generation. And you know what, Mr. Venus, if Jim Ross can get it, yeah. so can you. It's he, not that and, fucking and, hard. And that's what I'm like. <laughs> if you don't give Jr. the benefit of the doubt for trying his hardest, I, I, I don't know. I can, I'm not, not going to say I can't tell people what you can be offended by. I mean, be offended by whatever you want. But this man is trying. Just being made is trying. If you you go see the man, go listen to the man that was calling Attitude Air matches and what they got away with <laughs> to how much he yeah. has adjusted in life. Yep. That dude is trying. Absolutely. Yep. That's all I'm saying. 
Because most Attitude Era wrestling, if they showed one episode unfiltered, it would get thrown off of TV and you would never watch <laughs> WWE again. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> yeah, but this is, yeah. we've got great shows. We've got a great show next week. We've got Double or Nothing to look forward to. We've got Revolution to look forward to. And we have finally the final stipulation of Cody Rhodes and the cage match with Wardlow to look forward to. So, man, this is going to be just a really adrenaline-pumping, jam-packed week or build to Revolution for the rest of the month. Yeah, uh, and you know, it's like this February, it's like they, they're they killing it, and, and it's like then it finishes with the pay-per-view. I mean, if they keep knocking out these shows, I think I think you should see some pretty high numbers on the Bleacher Report Live and pay-per-view number. I think the count could go up pretty high. Absolutely, man. Well, it's going to be awesome to talk about. It's going to be awesome to watch. And then you guys have a great show in Kansas City to look forward to after this. So we could, we're going to have a hell of a good show for the rest of this month, man. This is fantastic. I am so looking forward to it. They finally announced all the AEW appearances, meet and greets for C2E2. We get to do that. I also get to meet... I don't know. Do you watch Arrow? Have you ever watched Arrow? Nope. Okay. Nope. Well, Stephen Amell from Arrow. I'm actually doing a fo- uh, meetup with uh, – it's a Team Arrow meetup type thing because I'm a big fan of the show Arrow. So it's the fact that I get to combine my favorite – you know, my worlds as far as TV and wrestling and all that kind of stuff makes me happy. Hell yeah, man. It makes me happy, too. You know, and I was saying this uh, before the show aired, I think, like when we had one minute left – I love the fact that AEW exists. And obviously I'm a fan of AEW and I I talk about it all the time and that's great. But I love that every show is something to really get excited about and look forward to. I love that they keep toes with surprises where every time I sit here and think, oh, I know exactly what they're going to do because it follows this format, they change the entire script. I love that it's exciting and thrilling and something that, you know, as soon as Wednesday night is over, I'm like, oh, man, I got to wait another week. I love that. I love that every, you know, event that they have meet and greets or, you know, that their pay-per-views feel like a huge event in the city that they are. I just fucking love wrestling and I really love AEW. <laughs> yes. Uh, I The way I put it is when I was when I was in high school, wrestling was an event. It was much watch television. I feel like that again. And 20 some odd years later, it is now an event. It is much watch television. And, you know, from a person that lived that period of time and kind of watched it go away to see it come back, even though if it's, you know, it's not as bright as it was, but, you know, we may get there. It's just, it's fun. It's fun that I could talk to my friends, and th- there's no question on did you watch it. It's what was your favorite part. I yep. love that. <laughs> Absolutely, man. It's gonna be, it's it's just gonna be amazing. It's awesome right now. It it is awesome, but uh, I think uh, we covered next week's show. We covered this week's show for this shortened show. I believe that's it. I believe so, man. Now we get to let you go so you can rest and yes. get that flu right in, you know, where the sun don't shine. Hydrate, <laughs> hydration and sleep. I And it's funny for someone that hates sleep, uh, this has been pretty sucky. But I am, I think, you know, I always say, you know, you look at things, 
you look at things and you can always look at it as bad. We always like to put our positive spin on it. Positive spin on it, it was probably my body's way of just telling me, take a break. You are. You're yep. always going. I'm always working, always going to events. I'm always doing something. It was a reason for me to slow down. I got some rest. You know, I got to be in the house and, you know, got to relax. I even got to see a couple movies I hadn't seen because uh, I kept putting it off. So it worked. Well, there you go. And see, you're so elite that you, you got rest and you still were able to record a show to, this week. So, yes. I, I mean, hats off to you, man. Well, thank you. And thank you for being there. And thank you for being flexible. I was like, uh, I, was, I, was very, I was very happy that you could uh, squeeze me in today. Oh, of course. Absolutely, man. All right. Well, for Amy, this is Floyd reminding you, whether it's homework or school, always do your best to be elite.